And I'm still Ryan Benoit, and this is Serial Podcast 9, the episode after we missed one. That's We're still hilarious. here. We're still here. We didn't forget about you guys. <laughs> yeah. It was a real tough go, you guys. Uh, <coughs> I, lost, I lost hearing, so it would make doing a podcast very difficult. <laughs> but I learned something about myself. I, uh, I missed talking to you guys about cars. And then I tried to be more active on Facebook, and then I got very frustrated with car people on Facebook. <laughs> I did notice you were being more active on Facebook. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I'm going to talk in this about this Toyota thread. And then <laughs> some guy, like, I was trying to have, like, a grown-up conversation with a dude, and he just called me, like, a mongoloid or something, like, some what? shit. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? And then, That's weird. Welcome yeah, to the internet. Fuck, I was like, why don't we just to have a chat about cars and then it's such, again such a weird thing being on like every like in a place where nobody knows who they are and they're all like oh i'm gonna be the biggest swinging dick here and it's like, yeah. I'm, gonna, like I'm gonna here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna start this chat off by shitting on this guy a little bit and then <laughs> and then yeah. i'm gonna muddle my opinion real fucked up like so it doesn't make any sense <laughs> and then i'll go from there and it's like oh good anyway so I uh, realized that I, I truly do cherish this time talking about cars <laughs> with, with proper adults. Um, all right. So we got questions, uh-huh. as one does. We got uh, answers. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. We got a couple ones. And guess what? None of them are for Matt, which is a little bit heartbreaking. I am. I'm honestly a little bit heartbroken. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's start with this one. It's from Eric Thornton Dash Myers. Mm-hmm. So three words. One has a dash in it or a hyphen, I suppose. Oh, it's not uh, Dash Myers? I no, thought Dash Myers was the name. Oof, that'd be a name. Hey, mm-hmm. I work with a guy named Dash Darling, and that is his legal name. And that is an yeah. amazing Dash Darling? Yeah. Dash Darling. Dash. Uh, like Dark, Darkwing Duck. Oof. <laughs> Okay, so let's take this. This is a fun conversation. Uh, I have a question, but this is what was written to me. Uh, I have a question, but first, F you for hating G sedans. And I was like, yeah, I got that shit coming. (laughs) And then is he talking to you? Yeah, man. (laughs) It's not talking to you. You like G sedans. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Then I realized I talk a lot of shit on this podcast (laughs) and people ask me to back it up. I've found a few things about preludes. It's a bit much. Yeah. Time out. Uh, yeah I people, say, coming, people coming for you, eh? Yeah. I want to say that one of the things that I really liked was when you guys did the uh, drop for this, the steering wheel. Yeah. In the comment, someone said, I can't wait to put this on my Mazda 3. And I was like, oh, that's some fucking insider baseball right there. Yeah. They've been listening. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's super funny, actually. Okay, here we go. So I get shit on for hating on sedans. So my question is on tires. You guys have talked about stretching tires and running meats, not with two, like, like the meat that I yeah. don't eat anymore. Cause I'm yeah. a vegetarian slash vegan. Okay, good, good, good. I it says I run two sixty fives. I'm mostly a stock G would like to hear what you all have to say 
on tire sizing and or brands. This is mostly projects to drifting, but I'd like to hear on the subject. This, oh, mostly pertains. I meant pertains. Yeah, yeah I think it means pertains. Yeah, pertains. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And fucking <laughs> autocorrect hit hard on that one. And mm-hmm. I didn't notice. Okay. Yeah, brands, this mostly pertains to drifting, but I'd like to hear on other subjects. And I spent enough time with Gerard to know that I think he has a very, he's got an on-the-nose answer for this question. But go on, you guys. Take it away. For the, for the brands or for the stretching? I like well, he already, said he, runs, he already said he runs a 265. But he didn't say the wheel width, though. I also run a 265. Yeah, I know. But he said he had a G. But yeah, like 265 he, on, on a G. you saying you're, Well, I thought you were saying your buddy was running like a two, 295 all four corners or something. On a G? All right, I think it was a 350Z. Yeah, 250Z might be. They have a bit different, bigger. Different. Yeah, architecture of the fender, and I don't. I mean, yeah, two sixty five on a G is pretty big. I, I mean, I would assume it's like a relatively higher. I mean, offset I, I, wheel. yeah, I feel, I feel like two sixty five is like pretty big on most cars for drifting. You know, oh, for drifting. Well, that's Oof. what like apparently it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, all things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like two sixty five for drifting. You better have some like good power and probably some sort of wide fender. Um, so the question was, what kind of tires? Honestly, man, I, let's start. With I haven't run. A, I haven't run. A, maybe if I had money to to give a shit about brands, I would know more about them. The only brands I've been running recently, or whatever the fuck is cheap. That's that's literally it. I, I the best tire I've run recently were the R comps of uh, what was that brand? Even I don't even know. It was like. Some shitty Chinese brand. I thought you had the Valinos, though. No? I had the Valinos. I never really drifted on them. I mean, only on the street. And, I mean, they were... they were. No, I never had Valinos. I had Zestinos. I've never used Valinos. And I okay, assume yeah. they're good. Yeah, Everybody isn't Zestino like what previously was Valino? I mean, the tires are totally different. So, I maybe. But, like, the tires are... are yeah. They're all different now. So, um, yeah, like, I don't think I'm the best when we were at Evergreen. Yeah, that that was the tire, man. I I don't know what the brand was, but it was a 200 treadwear tire or like 180 or something, and that was amazing. If I could, I would 100% all the time just run super grippy tires with tons of power, and it would be amazing. So that was a 265, 35 on a 12 inch wheel. Um, yeah, as far as brands go, man, I can't. I'm not the guy to ask. I, I don't really have a whole lot of experience. I mean. Within the within the crappy tires, I do. I love ATRs back in the day. ATR Sports when they came out were like the best tire. And then there was all these other ones that people would try to push me, like Iron Man, uh, Triangle. Tri- triangles are the worst. <laughs> What's that other one that we run now? Not there's uh, the uh, Iron Man. Well, the Iron Man was the I move. There's the other one, the Engine. Yeah, Engines and Terras. Yeah, I ran those. I hate them. They suck. Z- there's yeah, the Zenas, Zena and Terrace. And yeah, the Zenas. I don't even remember, man. Honestly, all those tires are. It shit feels like there is like, like just a huge influx of like shit tire options. Yeah, it's like which at least like, like before, like when you were like, hey, I want like a two sixty five thirty five. It was like, all right, well, here's your Nito and your yeah. to- Toyo and your Yokohama and your Falcon, and they're all a million dollars. And you're like, well, that's the tire I want to drift on, so that's not really going to work. At least you can now get get them like in a in a shitty tire. 
I was going to say maybe it was a Zena, but it was like a, it was their like motorsport tire, which they briefly, like they quickly discontinued. It sucked because they were like a hundred bucks. Um, but yeah, it's basically like, do you like drinking lukewarm piss or hot piss or cold piss? They're all piss. They're all shit. So <laughs> could have been anything could have been porridge that, you know, yeah. you could have been fucking Goldilocks. Are, are they it's shit or are they piss? piss. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just like make a bunch of power, run a really sticky tire. And it's like the best thing in the world. Okay. That's Kevin. Do you have anything to add to this? Is there, do you have brands? Like? Unfortunately, like, unfortunately, I have to agree with Gerard. Mm. <laughs> We're like, yeah, I'm just not, I don't drift enough on enough different tires to to be able to say an opinion that would mean something. So do you like meaty tires? Do you like? We know I'm going to prefer the stretched look so that I can have the, the rim lip as close to the fender as possible. Yeah. You just gave the answer that I thought Gerard was going to give. I do. Oh, I, have, I have a big answer for it. I'm just not even getting into that yet. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Said you talked about drinking piss, so that was a real takeaway. <laughs> I can. I do think that like the meaty look can look good sometimes, but yeah, then you know, like I feel that then the every time it looks good, the car could still be lower with a stretched tire. And probably look a bit better, you know. I just put snow tires on for the crown, and they look meaty. And I'm like, ah, should have gone like two sizes narrower or like three <laughs> sizes narrower. So this is gonna sound funny, but I'm a big, I'm a big fan of function over form. Uh, it's just that my function is different from maybe what the normal function is. For me, it's like it has to function is that I have to be able to turn, I have to be able to drive the car. However, it has to be as low as physically possible and the wheel has to be as wide as physically possible. So that equation always equals running a fairly skinny tire on a fairly wide wheel, or there has to be like a certain ratio of stretch. Um, that's one of the reasons why zero nine to nine inches is the minimum because there you go. That's what Because under nine inches, you can't really stretch a tire like eight and a half. Like what are you going to put on that at two Oh five and I mean, it's barely stretched at that point. You could run a 205 on a 9-inch. Yeah, it feels like the smaller the diameter you go, the smaller the width, width, like the width you can go. But yeah, like yeah, like we're yes. not messing around with 16. <clears throat> so like if it's a 17, it's got to be a 9, you know? Yeah, I mean, even with a 16, really, like I've run 205 40s on like an 8.5. And, and like that's... But I mean, when was the last decent. time you bought a 16-inch rim? Or when are you going to ever buy another 16-inch rim, you know? Uh, even a 17 you know i mean 17s are pretty pretty you know i'll buy a 17 soon but but yeah um so there's that so like for example front wheels i mean yeah it has to be a nine and a half or a 10 the only problem is then you know you you want a lot of angle you're probably not going to run a 10 inch wide front wheel but then the 10 necessitates running a 225 or 235 at the very most so if okay, you want, I'm, just, I'm just going to interrupt you really quickly here to say that this is like some truth right here that everyone should be listening to where like you're not you don't pick your rim size you pick your tire size and then you pick your rim size yeah yeah exactly i mean you know this is how we do it a lot of guys run like a more meaty setup or whatever um it might work for them but if you want your car to be low and you want to be able to turn and not rub your fender like you don't want to have that weird apex sort of divot in your fender 
you're going to have to run a pretty small tire on a pretty wide rim. And it's going to have to have a decent amount of clearance from the actual tire to the fender. So the whole reason for the stretch is that your rim is even remotely close to the fender itself. So yeah, that's how you do that. And then the rear is pretty simple. Basically put the rim at the fender, give it three millimeters of clearance or something. And then that's your camber setting. And then make sure the tire doesn't rub anywhere when it's under full compression. You're good to go. I feel like this is your art. This is like, I think this is like when Gerard (laughs) truly gets to paint, you know, like every man is an artist. Some men can be a chef and some Gerard in wheel fitment is like when he paints a masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then the same thing on the front, if you're drifting, you, you know, you put the wheel all the way up to bump stop and full lock. Yeah. Make make sure it's not rubbing on anything along the way. And yeah, if it is smash it out of the way, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. You shape it. You know, you, you know, there's there's an art to shaping too. Like, I mean, I don't know how how you would learn that, but by doing like, it. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot 20, of times. hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of times, like people, you know, they cut out the fender and they put those trailer fenders in and this and that. It's like honestly it's super unnecessary. You just ball peen hammer in 10 minutes, and it'll it'll actually look pretty good. And you know, if you want, you can like fill it and sand it a little bit on the inside, so it looks pretty. But like, it'll get you all the clearance you need. Um, I think we both know ten minutes is an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, a very very <laughs> modest. Exaggeration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, if I I mean, but, I mean no, yeah, it depends. It depends on how low your car is and how big your yeah. wheel is. You know, like. Yeah, and I mean that's the other thing too. It's like, like Carter, like, Carter says he's never hammered anything <clears throat> in the front fenders of that one hundred. That's so weird. Like, not even that lip. That doesn't seem right at all. But. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what? Like, and maybe somebody did it before. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, hard so hard. I mean, that, I will say though that I do appreciate the meaty fitment. Like, if I had, you know, like a like a DC five R or like a I don't know, man, like a three fifty Z that was a track car. I, I do think some of those looks like look pretty good when you have the big arrow and like you know, the race wheels like TEs or, you know, even like a TCO4 or TCO4 or like any of those kind of like one piece cool wheels. And then you have like a, like a visibly like race tire on it, you know, like a AR1 or I don't know, what's it like a good, like meaty tire. That's like a slick pretty much. They look super sick. Um, and I mean, even RWBs, like they're, they usually have a pretty meaty tire. Yeah. But then I always think like, man, they could totally just use like a bit more stretch and the cars would be like way more sick. <laughs> Good. But, Tiny uh, bit of camber in there. Yeah. I mean, a lot a of race little. cars have a lot of camber, right? Like you yeah. get some cars, especially front wheel drive cars, they usually have like five degrees of front camber and it like looks pretty sick. Yeah. I don't like the V8 supercars have like five. Yeah. Yeah. Like all around. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think, I think that that race car look looks good, but but that there is one thing that's absolutely 100% like impossible to do is to have a square tire that looks remotely fitted from, you know, like the fender to wheel relationship and to be able to turn. That's absolutely impossible. It'll rub every single time. So that's why there's always just that formula of like stretch to turn, meet to not turn. So. Good. Uh, yeah. My answer is very short. I ran 235s up front and 265s in the rear. So 265 30 in the rear, 235 35 in the front, yeah. and some serial nine parts to make it fit. Yeah. There, that's my answer. You guys, 
I was going to say one thing that is uh, to note as well is the sidewall does have a different uh, an effect on the stretch. So for example, on your 19 by 11, I used to run a 19 by 11. Uh, I used to run a 235-35. And then that, like if you take a, a ruler from like the entire, you know, both sidewalls and then the tread, and then, you know, measure that out, it could be whatever. But then if you run a 265-30, it actually looks way more sick because like the diameter is smaller and it is a bit more stretched. So like, it's weird because the tire is 30 millimeters wider, but the sidewall is like, five percent lower and it somehow stretches more i don't know it's, it's weird but yeah i mean there's you also see. weird like inconsistencies where it's like a 265 and a 275 from different brands or two yeah. five can all measure the same yeah like there's certain there's certain tires like rt615s that just have a wide a wide square profile you know like yeah. there's there's you know the atrs they lent themselves to stretching they had like a super yeah. like concave sidewall once you stretch them so that really helped with like fitting to the fender and like yeah, yeah it's like, each, each yeah, like you'll, you'll get yeah you'll take a 265 35 off one tire and put on a different 265 35 and it'll sit and look totally different mm-hmm. it's kind of like nike versus adidas it's like the sizes don't correlate you know yeah exactly awesome <clears throat> i feel like we got the answer in there. Good job, you guys. Okay, I got another Let's talk question. about it some more. My favorite. <laughs> when we talk about things for too long, and then I have to edit it down. We, we um, got to beat that horse. With some tools. Oh, we can talk about tools again. Uh, all right. Yo, all how, right. Do you, how do you like Torx drivers? Oh, for heck's sakes. All right, here we go. Uh, our boy, Meekzilla, Michael Paul. Oh, yeah. What's up? Sent us some questions about <clears throat> drifting. So I'm going to, maybe I'll paraphrase it or not. We'll see. When you have like a car that takes absolutely no pride in how it looks and stuff, trying to tandem with a really nice car. I feel the driver of the really nice car wouldn't want that because the shitty car driver wouldn't care as much or be as careful about having some sort of accident. Whereas two really nice cars both don't understand. It's like the same thing in a parking lot, you know? Yeah. Like you're not gonna park your like super nice car next to like some super beater car, yeah. Or you might not because you're like, well, that guy obviously isn't gonna give a shit about my car or his car. So how do you do that track etiquette though? So I think that's actually what he was trying to get at, and maybe I just missed cut out that part of the question. Uh, it's the track etiquette. So you guys line up. Uh, I feel like I was just gonna say like, it really depends on the driver, man. The car a lot of times isn't indicative of the skill of the driver so there's that but i do know what obviously you mean by like the car looks like a piece of shit and then your car is like you know has all this super expensive aero and wheels yeah like uh you pull up next to a car that's been banged up it's on like shitty wheels it's like you know if i don't know who's driving it absolutely not yeah so then what do you do how do you do you if they're in front just, of you, you don't follow. I just say, then, I just say kindly go ahead. I'll just uh, go by myself. Okay. That's all I say. Kevin with Kevin can Kevin has way more experience with this than I do. No, I mean I think Gerard's got it right though. It's like it's it's all about what you're what you're comfortable with. And it's like if you don't want to drive with that person, then don't drive with that person. And like <laughs> um it's like a girl, you just say it's okay to say no. It's okay yeah. to say yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was super funny because I was very slowly talking because I was trying to come up with the word and the word was consent. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's 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 all you know it's all about consent and like gerard said it's like if you if you know the guy and you're friends and you know that person it's a lot easier to drive with someone whose car is beat up and shitty but if you don't know that person at all and their car is beat up and shitty and your car is nice it's like eh, it's a you know you're definitely like i was at villains and there were people were like yo don't don't drive with that guy with the 350z like he just tries to put it on everyone's door as much as he can. And then like, I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. And then like a little while later, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Like I'm driving with him right now. Like, <laughs> like whoops. Or like, I don't know. What are you going to, what are you really going to do? You know, like I mean, you yeah. your shit up though, or was it fine? No, no. I mean, no, we never drove into each other. Like hmm. I, drove I, into, say- I, I drove into the guy who asked the question three times that event though. Like, <laughs> uh, i was gonna say there's a pretty good chance that that guy trying to put it on everyone's door is probably a, a half decent driver by the end of the day or the second day or the third day or the you know the he's probably like a half decent driver i'm not saying all the time you know there's definitely like some pretty bad drivers that put it on your door or whatever you want to call it but yeah i'm, I'm super vain like if i if i don't like the car and I'm going to get some photos or some video. I don't, I don't want that car in my video. Or in yeah. My yeah photos, that's, so. that's, uh, yeah. That, again, that speaks to my point where it's like, <clears throat> if there's a nice car and then there's a shitty car with it, it makes my job as a media guy way harder. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like, ah, oh, well now, uh, you know, even like when we do video stuff and it's like, if there's like a car that isn't maybe up to, up to on par with all the other things, it's like, well, that kind of ruins the whole shot. Now that's my perspective. Yeah, um, it's also my perspective. Yeah, I don't need I, photos of really ugly. Well, nobody wants nobody like except for the driver. We've talked about that. It's uh, yeah. masturbation. It's like the masturbation thing. Uh, <laughs> I think it's funny, and we talk, so there's two things that I'll say uh, in the drift gala video. If people haven't watched it, I feel like Kevin actually answers this question though about like the etiquette part about it, and you say like. If you pull up to the line and you say two people are going and then there's a person in the back, it's like, no, it's like whoever in the front tells me how many people are going, the marshal's going to let that many people go. That's the, the easiest yeah. way to like, sorry. I mean, that's, that's at that style of event though. There's also yeah. like, just like the open events where it's like, just go out and do as many laps as you want to do and come uh, off when you want, you know? And then like, then you're in it, you're out there. Then you're, then yeah, you're going to replay then you're the game. It. Yep. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times you have no choice. Like, I remember when I took my car to DUI at first, I was like, oh, I'm only going to drive it, like, you know, when there's, like, a break or whatever. And then, I mean, shit, it was probably 15 minutes in, and I, we were doing trains with all sorts of cars. I mean, I definitely have photos with, like, like a truck S13 in the background with me, with Kevin and I drifting. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the game. The other thing, though, I mean, I that kind of is the game, though, too. Like, I, I feel, though, it's just, like, I mean, imagine you took a race car out there and another race car drove into you. You're, you're like, well, yeah, you were driving a race car on track. Like, yeah, yeah. you knew the consequences. It's kind yeah, of like that. It's like, no matter who you're out there with there, you're admitting consequences. And that's why maybe yeah. you choose who you want to be out there with. The people who have the most to lose, maybe you have a little bit more respect for them because you know the consequences are higher, you know? Uh, I was gonna say the other, the end of the day, man. You want to drive, or do you want to sit around and fucking, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you're gonna drive, you're gonna drive with a bunch of people. That's that's yeah, it. That's the end. That's, that's the true. bottom line. The only accident that happened 
that weekend for us was like Gerard drove into me on the starting line. Like, <laughs> yeah, Gerard, how could into his like into his two muff two was it shotgun muffers or like mega, megaphone, megaphone yeah megaphone tips <laughs> yeah and megaphone tips and I just like destroyed my, not destroyed but like I've had two megaphone indents into my bumper. Okay. Luckily, it didn't hit my intercooler or anything. But yeah, I drove into him in the start line. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was going to say the, and I think I've said this before, but the other thing I've seen is like, if you go someplace new and you don't know anyone, uh, I've seen people be cut out just for like being an unknown entity. Totally. Right. Like, and I think we, we spoke a little yeah, bit to exactly. that. Where it's just, you unless they're the very you know cloudy. More. Yeah. Unless they're cloudy. Sometimes. I mean, people that, oh, totally. Where you're like, oh my God, like I would love to drive with that person. I've never met them, but like, I know so much. About yeah. Them, I've seen them I on feel, the grams. I feel like I know them and I, yeah. Like I want to drive with them. Yeah. I mean, the other, uh, I was going to say too, is like, if they don't want to drive, if they don't want to drive with you, you do like three, four laps and you shred people would be like, yo, this guy can shred. Like, you know, yeah, or, exactly. or he sucks. So they're like, just stay away from him or whatever. Ooh. Yeah. People figure it out pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. All right. There's a second part of this question, which is okay. fun, which we kind of got into. There had been a nice segue a few minutes ago, but, and question number two, haha. If you get into a fender bender on the track with a friend or a stranger <laughs> who you agree to tandem with, what's the best way to go about talking about it? Me and Kevin actually have driven into each other like three times and we are at villains. But he was very cool about it. I feel others may or may not be. Wait, What's who, the best way to go about who it? Who drove it? You and Mikey drove it? Yeah. Yeah. We oh, like yeah, just yeah. kept hitting each other. Like I oh, felt yeah, like our right. cars were like a little bit different. Like he had a lower level of grip and like less power. So like I was able to be really on him and he didn't have as much like forward grip and speed and all yeah, sorts yeah. of stuff. Uh, but I felt, had a G35, I, bro, no, I had the Altezza at that time. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, I felt very comfortable driving with him because I knew him, so I was driving with him the most and driving the hardest with him, you know, as well. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I feel that like yeah, when you're on track, like it's it's all bets off. It's kind of like fix your own stuff. Like there are those times where someone else royally fucks up and you, they get away scot free somehow and you roll your car a DUI or whatever it is, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. But that's <laughs> that sounds like you, a thing that's, that actually happened. That's the risk you take when you went out there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I've seen poor etiquette happen in those, in those situations where it's like, <laughs> I think poor uh, etiquette would be like running up in the other dude's face and oh, yelling okay. at them about it. To me. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like, I feel like if you're in that tandem already, you've already crossed that line. It's like, like you're choosing to drive with this driver that like may or may not be good or may or may not exactly. be consistent or may or may not be, I don't know, a certain something that could cause an accident. Then why don't you just not drive with him? Right. Yeah. Like I made that choice many times when we were at final boat. I, you know, sometimes it would just happen that you line up with a dude. You're just kind of like, oh, this guy's a bit sketchy. So I just like hang back a bunch sure enough he like wipes out or loops out or does something that like if i was close to him it would have been sketchy so i just like right it's not like you don't have to like like drive right beside him you could just kind of you could still be drifting technically with them but like maybe you're just not as close as you would like to be what i was referencing was the blame game that happens after that's what i was talking about i think that i mean that's poor etiquette 
It definitely, definitely there is poor etiquette. There, there could be poor etiquette if somebody's like, no, no one wants to admit they fucked up. Yeah, that's the thing, right? So if I can, oh, I'm going to put it on someone else. Oh, you know, and so I've seen instances of that. I've also seen the best case. I mean, like I've seen someone kind of fuck up Simba's car, you know, and Simba was like, hey, man, like I'm out here driving and that's the game. Like that's the way it goes. Like I'll fix my car. I agreed to that. I agreed to this. And Yeah. I mean, that's that's to me how it should be. And that's yeah. that's I feel like if you're around it enough, that's that's how it is. Like, yeah. And I mean, yeah, for example, I essentially I've had, like I've had two friends driving to me street drifting and it's like I didn't make them pay for my cars i didn't pay for their cars like yeah you, you know you know what i mean like you didn't go through insurance there's no you know like it's yeah, yeah. Like you, you realize what you're doing and you realize you screwed up you know like, yeah the bottom line is you're drifting so it's like no matter how nice your car is you're doing a thing where it's like i mean okay. yeah. if you're really really super good at it obviously the chances are much lower but anybody could fuck up or anybody like you know, the road conditions can be weird. Like something can happen to your car. Anything can happen, but you choose. Yeah. If you're going to chuck your car sideways, you've already crossed that line. Um, yeah. I think this Simba story is a good example. because <clears throat> That guy's got like the super rare hood. Like there's only three of them in existence. And it's like, if that thing gets fucked up, it's like probably, and he still drifts with it on and he didn't seem like upset about what happened. So yeah but yeah that's that's the game you roll that, the dice that is the game and exactly. you know that, that's yeah. kind of the way she goes all right I got when question. you go out drifting it's russian roulette and if you if you don't get the bullet then you're good you know if you get the bullet then you can't be really mad you knew what you were getting into. yeah yeah you're fucking deer hunter over here all right um ben <laughs> horsberg i think is how i don't know how to say his last name and i feel bad H O R S B U R G H. He's Australian, if that helps. Okay. Sure. Anyway, nice guy's talking to me about my Aristo. And then he was like, hey, who do I ask questions to about the podcast? And I was like, me, you ask me. And then I was like, all right. So, uh, so my question to the three of you is how do we go about future proofing our passion? And what I mean by that is, what do you guys think our responsibility is as people within the corner of the car scene as a whole? Is it our responsibility to keep prices reasonable and try and be in it for the passion? Uh, and then it goes on and says, unsure if that was a well-asked question, but the idea behind it is as in Australia, we have seen big North American companies like three-piece wheels and a lot of JDM parts importers literally buy out everyone. You can't find a lot of wheels around anywhere because companies with money and room are cornering the market extremely aggressively and charging what they want. A lot of Australians simply won't pay modern prices. You you can't stop a train, you know, and that's what it is. And it's like, like, am I going to sell my parts at below value so that like someone can appreciate the culture more? Or like, but then all that's going to happen is someone who appreciates the culture or not, who knows that that's worth more than it is, is going to resell it for more than I sold it to them. It doesn't, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think what we're (laughs) dealing here with is capitalism. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And it's like, I don't, I don't disagree with the whole, like whatever three piece, the U S like buying up all the wheels and, and reselling them. But like, 
hey man like how come three piece dot australia isn't doing it you know like because they don't have the money or the time or the or the i mean they're closer they got the money they've been there they've been in japan way more like more frequently and way Mm -hmm. more earlier than it feels like the americans like right uh, yeah uh it is what it is it sucks but what what are you gonna do about it and I then, think like I, I feel like even the I feel like the current JZX prices in the US are driven by the fact that people are selling JZX 100s in Australia for 40,000 Australian, you know, because now mm-hmm. people can justify that price in the US. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> JZX has always been super expensive in Australia. I mean, I think cars generally are expensive in Australia. And it's like, like I remember back in the day, we'd look and be like, oh, wow, it's like 16, 18, $20,000 for JZX. And it's like, that was ludicrous, but now it's like commonplace in USA. They simply have matched pricing. And maybe obviously when Americans get into something, they get into it and like it's pretty much game over. So yeah, it was 20 grand and now it's 40 grand. Yeah. I mean, chasers no, are selling. I, I swear, grand. like I remember there was a, a JSX 100 that sold for 40 grand, like right before all of this hoopla, like, you know, in the last six months or eight months or whatever about JZX 100 prices. And like people were referencing that one and they were like, that's just what they're worth. You know, like I, uh, I think it's an interest. It's, it is what Kevin said. It's like, you can't stop a train, but it's almost, I'm going to go with the dominoes. Like the dominoes have started to fall. Yeah. And that's just the effect that we're in. And I've been noticing this too. It's like, I don't think every JZX 100 is worth 30 to $40,000. I don't think every S chassis is worth 16 to, you know, whatever, how many thousand dollars that they're asking. But there is this interesting, it's the domino effect. You watch somebody else ask or get a ludicrous amount of money for not a ludicrous, but a, a decent amount of money for a car. And then you are automatically like, well, I have that car and nobody, you know, sometimes you see the flaws in your car, but you also appreciate your car and you're like, well, my car is just as good as that car. And sometimes the car isn't, but the person can't make that, see that difference. So then they're like, yeah, yeah, this is a $16,000 car as well. And then once you start seeing like two or three or four $16,000 S chassis or Thirty thousand JZX one hundreds. You automatically jump to the point where you're like, "Well, they're all worth that much now, right?" Like, it's not. There is no I'm, room for people. You're to not be- wrong, though. You know. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, man, people want to make money, right? So, is it right? Is it wrong? I don't know. But like, for example, my two JZs for sale. Like, am I gonna for the culture just sell it for seven grand? Like, like no. It took it took a lot of money and time to get it to where it is. And maybe, maybe now the prices are actually, are actually uh, like realistic. Cause I mean, you got to buy the Jay-Z, the Jay-Z in the first place. I mean, the stock ones being 10 K that's like pretty crazy, but I mean, they are running out. Right? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, you can't, you can't buy the thing. Thing jumps in price. And then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if I'm going to be able to like move on to the next project, I need to get as much money possible for this current project and if somebody's going to pay 15 grand for a jay's a two jay-z with 600 horse and a cd double nine then that's what i'm going to sell it for yeah right. exactly. are you going to would you sell that motor for like what you got it for like eight years ago because like 
you want to return that favor to the culture it's like like <laughs> i don't really know that that makes sense or is like you know what i mean like you yeah. gotta you gotta like really really like like maybe if it was like your nephew or your you know what i mean like yeah. you gotta yeah. like love the culture in order to try and like facilitate and grow an eight thousand dollar loss out of it you know what i mean yeah like, yeah I uh, um, once sold this uh, pair of XD9s to Carter Jackson for dirt cheap. They, they were brand new in the box, and I never put them on my car. Yeah, and I sold them to him for dirt cheap. And when I sold them to him, I'm like, look, man, this is an investment in you. Don't let me down. <laughs> now, that's a dumb thing. Uh, also, I didn't want to go through the hassle of trying to list a thing, and he needed wheels. But... <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it was a good investment, really. Yeah, I mean, it's paid over ten, tenfold more. For <laughs> oh, yeah, you. Ryan, Ryan, I was gonna say, uh, I sold a set of TSWs today for seven hundred and forty dollars used. Really? Yeah, man, the ones off the stage. Yeah. Well, that's good. You're not helping the scene out by doing that. <laughs> that's with tires. Yeah, yeah, they had some tires on them. There, it had the snow tires there. on it. I, I was like, the guy bought it specifically for the snow tires. The yeah. Tires. No, no, the rears are fully dead. Um, I, uh, I think that a good analogy for this, and I don't know how to really explain this, is there's that sense sometimes, uh, and I guess I don't know, Gerard, you have a, you have children, so you can yeah. maybe speak to this. It's that's, and it, and it happens, I think, more so in the U.S., but I'm not sure, where it's like the idea that public schools are underfunded, and you want to send your kid to a private school. But then it's like a part of you is like, I really wish the system itself properly funded the public school. So everyone had like a fair opportunity. Yeah. But then when it comes down to it, it's like, hey, are you going to be the one to send your kid to the school that's not as well equipped to prove mm-hmm. a point? And it's like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, no, because that's my kid. But like, yeah, in theory, <laughs> I want everything to be better. But in practice, I, I'm not above this, you know, like, I, I, I mean, I, yeah, the, the weird thing, though, now that I think about it, like, I don't know, back in the day, 10 years ago or something, like, prices weren't a thing. Like, do you remember, Kevin, when we bought all our stuff, it was like, oh, yeah, like, a Jay-Z's, like, I don't know, 800 bucks or 1500 bucks or 3500 bucks. I mean, I was like prices were still a thing, but, like, it was just because we were younger and had less money in general. Yeah. Like I remember, well, I, I, still, I still paid fourteen hundred dollars for a pair of of wheels. That's like you know seven hundred dollars per wheel. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess. For used, I don't know. It just for feels, used wheels, like it just feels like it wasn't. As, no, I, I don't think as many people were into it, so then it wasn't. Yeah, there weren't as many people looking. You know. It is it's it is a little bit of inflation though if you think about it right like I kind of because yeah. it's like I have more money now than I did when I was younger yeah but when I look at it it's like everything has grown in relation to each other yeah exactly. so it's like when it comes time to buy a part I'm still like yo that's really expensive because like even though I have more money everything else has gone up so it's still like i'm still spending the same percentage of my income to like obtain a part i feel like uh, the the equalizers are tires like i remember like spending under 100 was not a big deal it's like okay i'm going drifting like 100 bucks a tire no big deal and it's like now you struggle to find a tire that's as close 
to a hundred bucks as possible. Yeah. But realistically, all the tires are 130 bucks, like at least, you know what I mean? You yeah, want yeah. a good tire. It's like 160, 180 bucks a tire. I think Bellinos are probably 160 to 180 a tire. And it's like, that's a lot of money to go drifting, man. Like yeah. maybe they last, I don't know, that's good or whatever, but like, that's yeah. that's minimum six hundred dollars. Like, Based on our uh, earlier <clears throat> question and your answer, it feels like you're not the one to answer the question about no about if if those are good tires or not. Um, I mean, I'll tell you, I, I put my money on on a set of Valinos over any of these tires that I've been running. Yeah, yeah. except yeah, yeah. Like, I think this is actually the interesting thing. Uh, it's like controlling the price won't save the scene and like you're really you'd just be falling on a sword if you were like yo my my aristo was you know like i only paid nine grand for this oh i better like eat shit and sell it for seven because that's how like cars should work like that's not the way that this operates anymore no exactly um but that doesn't mean that you can't do things to foster growth in the scene or for the passion that other people or to whatever one thing i will say though is as a manufacturer and as a, a retailer we do try to keep our prices fair like we like we definitely yeah one thing that zero nine is about is actually trying to what's the word like have value yeah we're very very huge on value it's like some of our parts are very expensive yes but we also try to incorporate the most amount of features and innovation and quality into those parts so that you're getting your money's worth. Like some parts are just expensive because fucking, I don't know, they have a name on them or something, but like some parts are cheap because they're crap. But like, you know, we try to be like a really good in between. So like you get your money's worth with Serify. So, so I think, I feel like in, in that respect, we are definitely trying to like promote the scene or like promote more people building cool cars and stuff like that. Cause we could easily price ourselves out to like, you know, the top, you know, 100th or whatever, like the top level people. So only like the high end people can buy zero nine, but it's like, that's not really what we want. We want kind of not everyone to have zero nine, but we want way more people to have zero nine stuff and to be able to enjoy it and to be able to build cool cars with it. Um, so yeah, there's yeah. always like a strategy or like a, uh, compromise as far as pricing goes. <clears throat> yeah. Kevin, Kevin was going to say something. Yeah. Kevin, say your thing. And then I'll oh, say. I was just going to say that, like, uh, I feel that like that also like comes down to like, you know, we include like stickers with like literally every single order, like, you know like the higher the level of order like the more kind of shit we're probably going to throw in the box and it's just like like we don't have to do that like we just choose to do that because it's like it you know it feels dope when you feel like like included and like you know you got you got something you weren't supposed to or like you know you you got more than what you paid for or even like the box man like the boxes we got like a lot yeah, of them. totally totally we've, totally we've been sort of um transitioning to our own like kind of cool boxes and stuff now and it's like you know it's it's not a huge deal but like obviously if you buy something that's a lot of money you want to open the you know open your package and it like it looks cool and like you know the box has all this like cool stuff on it or whatever and like 
Yeah. Or you can just get a brown box or a white box and like it's still the same part inside, but like it just doesn't, the experience is not the same. So like part of the value is the experience. And I mean, that's, some people value that, some people don't. That's like the iPhone box is designed so you can only Dude, take it off like slowly. It's like, it's it's so like, nice. like an iPhone, the i all the iPhone packaging. Yeah, it's so yeah, nice. It's like, like it slides. Yeah. Building anticipation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so. Here's what's going to be my answer to the yeah. You can't you can't price yourself out of like growing the scene. I think what you can do, and part of the reason, even when I started Dota Logic was well, when me and my friends started Dota Logic, was to like highlight the scene because I think when you put something under a spotlight and give it attention it will grow so that was like how i thought i would give back to the to the car scene i don't take money for doing photo shoots or whatever or going to drift events i don't do that i was always i paid for it to do it because it meant something to me other thing this is gonna be a real toot of the own of, uh, of the horn here but i've had people talk to us about the podcast and say that like younger generations, like say like they really appreciate this because it's like gives them knowledge and an understanding of the scene that they wouldn't otherwise have. And I thought that was really cool to hear. So there's other ways. That is super cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Better ways to grow the scene than just keep prices down. You can't do that. Like, you know what? Like, like I said, high level. Absolutely. I want things to be cheaper, but I mean, well, I mean like even cheap. imagine this, like imagine right now that was your goal. You're like, you know what? 10 years, I want everybody able to buy what they have now. So you go out and buy everything you can, put out all this money to buy all this stuff. Now you store it somewhere for 10 years, mm-hmm. and now you're gonna go sell it again for like what you paid for it. Like, like there's there's no the, 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 it doesn't make any sense in any sense of any way. Yeah. <clears throat> what um, we're dealing with, it's the cost of progress is what we're dealing with right, right now a couple things i was going to say uh vr wheels through bsaw us and all that stuff yeah they buy all the wheels but like if you actually go on like vr wheels and look at their built wheels that are like you know the popular ones the prices aren't actually exorbitant like you buy a set of like i don't know vskfs or uh you know some sort of unique cool like three-piece wheel that's built basically to like kind of specs you want and it's still around two grand which actually is quite cheap. So, I mean, I, although I don't agree with them buying all the wheels off Yahoo because it sort of takes away that that romantic, like, oh, I'm like looking. Yeah, it's like, oh, I found these cool wheels that nobody found and I bought them and they're super rare and they're cool. Cause like you, you just can't anymore. There's literally like, you know, not that there's nothing but there's definitely way less because they're just like buy all yeah. now. You know what I mean? <clears throat> um, but if so they were- is- this is more of an Alex question, but I know he ran into this and I'm going to paraphrase and I might get it wrong. So apologies. I feel like you well, could just spread this example over everything though. Yeah. Like I was, you could talk about like JDM clothing. You could talk about wheels. You go out, talk about JZX cars and we're all, it's all the same thing and it's all happening the same way, you know? Yeah. I mean, houses, uh, same shit. Okay. Maybe that makes yeah, me totally. feel better Houses, about what yeah, I was houses for sure. Um, Alex did say that there was a place where he went to buy lips that he was no longer allowed to buy lips from because one oh. of the other wheel manufacturers 
bought all the rights to it to stop competition. Like they're like, we own that now. You and they wouldn't sell him the the stuff anymore. Oh, crazy! Because yeah, yeah, like that lame. belongs to them, and now you have to go through them to buy the lips. Like they became like the exclusive dealer. Lip dealers. I mean, that, that's unfortunate, but yeah, I mean, that is definitely that's something that happens in business. If you're buying yeah. from, if there's only one supplier of something, then they Come have on. a monopoly and someone can buy that monopoly out yeah. from under them and all of a sudden be like, well, we're charging three times more now. <clears throat> that's, uh, I mean, it's a game of monopoly. Exactly. Rich, rich Uncle Penny Bank. Maybe one of the other things I was going to say too, uh, this is a bit of like a, like a weird one is like maybe things are actually just worth what they're worth now. Like if, if you take like a Jay-Z, for example, like a one J or two J, um, I mean, maybe a stock one is not worth $8,000. I get that. But like normally back in the day, you would buy the thing, you'd put a bunch of money into these mods and all this shit and like basically throw the money in the garbage. Like you could put a tile wastegate, a manifold, a turbo. Oh, totally. All these things, and it's still only worth fucking four grand because, like, that's what people pay for. It. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, totally. and you basically just take all your money and your passion and just throw it in the garbage. But now it's like, wait a minute. Like, people are actually willing to pay for this shit. Like, like, yeah, if I list that engine for 15 grand, people are like, oh my God, 15 grand. But it's like, dude, it's got a CD Pro. It's, it's got, you know, injectors, it's got ATI damper, it's got, it's not a built motor by any means. Yeah. Oh, wow. Such value. Yeah. There are still, there are still parts on there that like I purchased with real money that cost X amount. And like, maybe I'm sort of maybe now getting my money back. Yeah. Whereas you know, before, you know it's really interesting. Never get your money back. Yeah. Like it's really interesting because <clears> if you had like a DC5 Integra and you did like all of this crazy like Mugen Spoon stuff, like mm. after like Fast and the Furious, mm. there's probably 17 years there where it, like you just like tanked all your money. Yeah. But yeah. now, now $30,000. But now it's come back where like if you had like a, like a full Mugen or Spoon DC5 right now, that's almost worth like 80K probably or like 90K. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, and it's kind of, it's almost kind of cool in a way because it's like you're recognizing shit that you thought was really cool back then or or you think is cool now but like other people hold also, value, also like, recognize like perceive yeah. a value yeah. in it or whatever right uh gone are the days of when you would post a thing and you'd list all the mods and everyone would be like doesn't matter what your mods are everybody knows you don't get that money back and that's <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly yeah. and it's like well fuck i hated that yeah. yeah, but this is now the learning curve. Yeah, now you do. Like you have to unlearn that, and you're like, oh, it turns out you do get your money back. Well, because the thing is, I feel that maybe there's enough people who want that card that have those mods, who have tried to do the mods, yeah. who understand how difficult and how much money it costs. Yeah, there's always... Where before, they're like, like, oh, the, the, the wastegate's only $400, so then they get it, and they're like, oh, shit, well, I didn't realize, oh, I need to get like this... Uh, I need to like completely modify my exhaust and get, Oh, I need the gasket and like, Oh, the hardware that came with sucked, and I had to buy new hardware and like, Oh, I had to pay a shop like eight hours to do all this work. And then like, Oh, like, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> Good. All right. So the, uh, the short answer to Ben's question is you can't stop progress, mm-hmm. but there's other things you can do to help grow the scene. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I got another question, you guys. So we're really on a roll here. We're just getting I feel it. like if you're really trying to grow the scene, like what you should be doing is like trying to instill as much passion in the next or any younger generation, you know? Yeah, or giving them knowledge, but then not having them be shitheads when they respond to you on feed. <laughs> or just be, just build a sick-ass car. Yeah, like, yeah. Grow the I mean, scene, like build build something unique, build something interesting, and build something that's like stands out. And, and yeah, that can, like someone else will want to build or yeah, people can try to build something it. of their own. And yeah, <laughs> I guess at the end is that's how you inspire greatness. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I th- there's a lot of things you can do, but that is a good one. Good job, you guys. Um, all right, good boy from good boy underscore media had a question. Yeah, yo, good boy. Yo, he said, I have a podcast question. Whenever you have time, first off, very much enjoy the show. It's my favorite car podcast by far. That's nice. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So my question is this. What's the best little inexpensive things you three have added to your drift cars? Whether it is to make it more unique, more user-friendly, or more road trip worthy, etc., uh, obviously we know big turbos and three piece wheels and kits and all of that. I'd like to know about the more, the small, more obscure stuff that you have done to make your car become more unique. Uh, I, I can go first. I mean, I feel like my drift car was so fucked up anyways. It's like, it's, it's so beyond the realm of a normal drift car that like, I don't even know what the mods you would say, but like, I'll tell you that that is called the winter pedal. So on the Aristos, uh, the pedal swings from the floor and it actuates uh, a hanging thing. It's got a lot of resistance. It's super slow and it's like really not very responsive. So you buy this $30, it's called a winter spec pedal and it's a hung pedal. So it's basically like a peasant pedal. Like a normal pedal. Not like like a a normal pedal. Not like a bus pedal. Yeah, not like a luxury, like I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm trying to be so luxury pedal. And it changes the way the car drives immensely. It's more responsive, it's more direct, or like you feel more in tune with the car, and it's 30 bucks. So yeah. Oh, what about Kevin? The clutch stop. Uh yeah, honestly, like yeah, there's like this little 3D printed clutch stop that we're gonna make that's not 3D printed that <laughs> It, yeah it like it's so crazy you, you like snap it on in two seconds and like you can adjust it to like change the you know so basically your clutch pedal has a backstop and you can basically exactly set where you want the the actuation of the clutch pedal to be so you're like it's just so, it makes it the car so easy to drive like yeah it's amazing Whew. but well, good I mean, I, I, that is like something that I've only had on my like street car for like a week or two, though. So like I, I will say like <sighs> making it like, you know, unique and like drifting better, if you will. Like, I don't really have too, too many things about that. But like, I remember I had this specific really heavy duty blanket that I put behind the driver's seat so that I could put a spare diff right behind the driver's seat every time I would go drifting, like when I'd go to an event and like that, that was like my, like my one like hilarious thing, but. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of what I had. 
Like a little thing. I don't know. I took shit off my car after I got it. Well, eventually. I mean that. Yeah, that feels like a pretty common thing, just to like take yeah. a bunch of shit off. All the chrome. So oh, Gerard one 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 thing that I do. One thing that I do pretty frequently is I'll uh, I'll cut my number plate right below the numbers, so that it's like shorter, which is very much frowned upon where we're from. Oof. In, in fact, it's yeah, like I think it's illegal to to modify the plate. Do but yeah, I, I always do that. No, I like put it on a shear and cut oh, it off. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, but I know. But there's the other good thing that I see a lot. Here. Oh, I honestly, I used to do that when I was uh, a young hoodlum. Yeah, I do that on the scooter. I never knew what that was for, but I guess it's just so that when they're falling, it's, it's way harder it. to way harder yeah. to read the plate. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you would get a ticket for it. Absolutely. On the scooter, some cop yelled at me in traffic. <laughs> about that <laughs> okay i was like i'm a grown-ass man it's fine yeah exactly on a guy fix that i was like yeah i will <laughs> watch me drive my bubble gum pink and purple yeah exactly like that whole thing statement. yeah that i guess i want to say one thing that i do this isn't drifting specific but one thing i do to all my cars that's a, i want to say it's relatively inexpensive but it like makes the car like so much i guess cooler and nicer and more modern is led lighting Oof. like i generally do yeah i don't always do the signals but any sort of driving light or reverse light or like license plate light or like like uh like um let's see other one like low beam and stuff like that like definitely just like all leds super modern nice and white like everything's bright you can back up and like you know total darkness and actually see where you're going and stuff that's stuff, that stuff yeah. to me makes the car like so much nicer to drive yeah it's literally like for 200 dollars, <clears throat> you can do all the lighting on the car and like make it look make it look way more modern way brighter mm -hmm. way more visible mm -hmm. way sicker yeah uh one thing one thing i will say it's like i haven't had to do it because like literally every car i've bought from japan has them is the the like window visors Yes. Like the ability yeah. to, like, especially in Vancouver where it's raining all the time, the ability to crack your window a tiny bit and, like, let the air come through and, like, help with the defrost or even just have, like, non stagnant air. It's and, like, not get wet inside. I'm like, I, yeah. I can't, I cannot imagine ever owning a car in the future that didn't have that. Or it's funny, my, my truck doesn't have them. And I'm, and I'm just like, man, like, this is so stupid. Like, when you go to pay the drive through, you well, know, the other thing is like Toyotas are good because they've like designed drip rails into them. And it's like there's other cars where you roll down the window and it literally just starts pouring water onto the floor of the of the front. Like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So like, I don't know. I, I love those. I, I couldn't live without those. But like, yeah, I don't really think it makes your, your car super unique, you know? No. I was saying Gerard always starts with a unique car. That's how he makes his car unique. It's like, <laughs> here's a car what? you've ever barely heard of. Now watch me build it. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Classic Gerard. Uh, I don't have Classic. any cheap, mod, cheap mods. I don't have maybe like fixing when Gerard fixed that thing on my turbo so my car ran properly. That was... <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, basic basic maintenance is a is a great maintenance. thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, like I don't know, shift knob. A shift knob is like a fun, pretty easy and cheap thing to do that you interact with that can like yeah, like sure. really like make you know like the stock shift knob, and then you put a new one on, and like you definitely like oh man, like 
feels like I chose it and like I, you get to interact with it and it feels so different. And yeah. Yeah. Do you ever do pedals? Do you ever do like pedal kits or no? no. You see that all the time. When I, I used my, to as well. My Honda days for sure. Yeah. I used to have some Razos on my Mazda. Razo, bro. Hell yeah. And you know, honestly, the, the good thing about the pedal kits and it was a performance mod because like it had that kick out on the brake and oh. the kick out on the gas. So like it would move your gas and brake closer. A little so bit Helen closer. Toy, yeah. Yeah. Toy was like super dope. And it looked cool. I won one at a drift event and like, you know like yeah you put it over the pedal and then you like like the things go over the back and like clamp it on and the it wasn't terrible but the only thing that i found it advantageous for was like it, it definitely gripped your your shoes way better especially in like wet weather yeah but uh <clears throat> it just, yeah it just always seemed a little cheesy but then i don't know like now i have like the alteza and the alteza has those yeah. pedals <laughs> yeah, stock well, <laughs> yeah i have those in the blade too because i have all, I all, all all kinds of pedals. yeah i have those in the in the 17 crown as well because they the same pedal set yeah <laughs> uh yeah i don't know that's pretty much it like a deck i mean I, honestly i honestly yeah that was that was sorry that was what i was gonna say was like i had that doubled in dvd deck and like going on the road trips when you got to drive six hours to the track like being able to just like kind of like sit there and like turn your brain off and like watch some stupid Simpsons or some other thing that you've seen a million times before. It's like, it's definitely like nice. Yeah. I guess for that, for me as a Bluetooth, it has to be the Bluetooth. Like not that like, that's like a revolutionary fucking thing, but like generally every car we buy does not come with Bluetooth. So it's like the first thing I do yeah. is put like literally just like a super simple Bluetooth pioneer deck in and, it just has to connect the second I get in that car. And then it's like, then I'm good. Yeah, and then I delete all your all your songs off your <laughs> I don't know what happened there, man. And you only got Drake. I only got Drake. No more little baby. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I fucked yeah. the shit up is what I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I think that is most of all the questions. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah, how let's talk about Christmas, man. It is. This is I this is it's our season last episode yeah. before the, Christmas. <clears throat> Probably yeah. the new year. This is the last episode of the year. I mean, we could do like almost like a wrap-up of Sierra 9. Um, like like a little how have things gone? We released those numbers. Has the whole has like the podcast been only this year or yeah, yeah we started it. And then I yeah, it feels like it's definitely time to do like a wrap-up. Ooh, a holiday wrap-up. Yeah. Like uh, a year wrap-up. Yeah. What do we talk about? Uh, we talk about what, what kind of ride it's been. It's been pretty good. I we just say our favorite quote from every episode. Our favorite <laughs> quote from every episode. Uh, what is your favorite episode? I mean, we could talk about the... We literally did have a wrap-up for this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did. <laughs> we posted Spotify? It. Yeah. Yeah, that was from Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice of them. To, <laughs> that was nice do that for us. Yeah, we have that. We should we should watch it right now and, and tell people some of the the data. It's pretty interesting, actually. So Sorry. it All is good. to take it from the top. This is probably the last episode of the year. We've done 34 episodes. <laughs> Like, that. like I think this will be 34th 
35. Yeah. Um, all right. So hey, at least we're producing content consistently that way. Like yeah. it was one a week for like a quite a long time. Yeah. And then people got a little bit cheesed with us when we stopped doing they it. They did. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind doing it once a week. It's just obviously somebody has to do the work to edit it and stuff. So maybe that was just too much. Who is, you know I mean? who is this somebody you <laughs> I don't, I don't mind. We'll see. Maybe we'll I believe this one will be 35, which like kind of makes perfect sense. That's very nice. G35. We are only, we are only so, oh fuck. <laughs> no, we need to do another one. <laughs> um yeah, what we were only meant to do six, which yeah, nine. or nine. <laughs> Something, yeah. yeah, like nine would have been the key here, but we, it was gonna be a limited run. Limited run, like the steering wheel, like the but steering wheel, yeah, going. We all needed uh, 99 steering wheels. We all needed 99 podcasts. Yeah. All right. So what did Spotify tell us about ourselves? Uh, uh, Spotify told us this year that we had our first play in 16 different countries. Hmm, so that's fun. Yeah. Ooh, somebody in Japan listens to us. That's a big yeah, takeaway for me. Not somebody. It could be more than one, but that was one of the countries they listed. It's just <laughs> one person in Japan. I mean, and they don't be. understand us. Uh, I mean, English-speaking people live in Japan too, right? Yeah, I know, Richard. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, what else, man? What else? Uh, well, I'm just reading uh, the stats here. Don't worry, I'll cut out all the dead space, or I'll leave it in. No, I won't. It says ultimately we were played in 23 countries. Ooh. So that's nice. Thank you for everyone in 23 countries. 229 of your fans listen to your podcast more than any other podcast. Oh, take that, Joe Rogan. They right? Apparently, 15 of our fans listen to us on their birthday. Happy belated nice. birthday. Yeah, way to go, birthday people. Mm-hmm. 51 fans listen to us on International Podcast Day. That's a weird day. I don't know what day that is. Who knows yeah. what day is. Most people listen to it during the work day, which is nice. Yeah, that, that was an interesting one for me as well. Put it on. Apparently, we released 2,300 minutes of content across 32 episodes at the time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That is a lot. It says, please remember to drink water. Fun fact. I never drink water on these. We only drink alcohol. Gerard spills juice or drinks tea. Yeah. Well, that's good. So uh, what were your takeaways from doing a podcast? 35 episodes worth. I think it's fun. I like it. Um, I like talking. I like that people listen. It's cool. Um. (laughs) Okay. Did you learn anything about yourself, Gerard? Yeah, that I like to listen to myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already knew that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin, what, I, what I learned is that people are more interested than what we ever had imagined. Uh, we didn't really think we'd have any interaction. And I think that's maybe why we're still going. It was because we're like, yeah, whatever. We'll just do like six podcasts or something. Like who, who listens to podcasts? And then all of a sudden it was like, holy shit no everyone's listening to the podcast like all you know all our yeah all our all our key people who are really in tune with the brand or are listening to the podcast and it was like all right well like maybe we should you know keep doing this and like 
yeah, it feels it feels crazy when it was just like, yeah, like I don't know, like how are we even gonna talk for five hours? Like how are we gonna talk for ten hours? Like, you know. I mean, speak for yourself, I could talk for days. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh well, I was gonna say uh but you were talking and I forgot. So, oh so. no remember gerard remember i know right yeah please talk uh, more <laughs> so get those minutes up. um yeah i feel like i've learned a lot about kevin and gerard it's very funny to think that i've talked to two people mostly about cars for 2300 minutes yeah, that's a long and that's, time. That's only the edited hours. That's not the the other <laughs> like the other shit. Yeah, like, yeah, it's closer to forty six hours for you. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Ugh, it's a lot. No, it's uh, it's it is very, very funny. Uh, I will, <clears throat> and I think actually what I said at the beginning of this podcast was like how uh, we didn't do it for because we missed an episode and then I missed it, and I went out and tried to like have a conversation in a facebook group and it just didn't pan out and then i thought about it and i this is what i meant to say at the beginning and i forgot because i was busy being jaded about some shit is i think that it's nice to actually have a have a real conversation and then maybe that's a thing that doesn't exist as much out there right now because a lot of people have said to us, it's like, oh, it sounds like I feel like I'm right there with you or I'm having that conversation with you. And it doesn't feel like there's a lot of space to have like this type of conversation outside of your like remote group of car friends. I so. feel like it's like we are having a conversation. And yeah, like you said, conversations are hard to have on the Internet because a conversation is an interaction between between two people who are willing to have it you know what i mean yeah and like when someone disagrees with someone on the internet it's very easy for that not to become a conversation yeah and it can just be like uh like you know like a oh you're a troglodyte or oh hey i'm gonna get my 14 friends who are all gonna agree with me no matter what whether i'm right wrong yeah, yeah. or whatever to agree with me and then now all of a sudden it's 14 to one. So like, you must be the idiot, even though like, yeah, you're, you're the right one. And you know, it, but then I guess the nice thing about doing this is that maybe that fills the void of like talking about cars. And it is, it's great that people like want to interact with us and reach out and ask questions and we get to kind of answer them. And mostly Matt Peterson <laughs> reaches out and asks <laughs> questions, but uh, no, it's great. I love that people are like, want us to talk about it and want to, yeah. They want to know. Yeah. I, don't if, think if, if I feel like overwhelmed by the amount of like homies, if you will, or people who I like actively have met and know in person who consistently listen to it. And yeah, that's what, you know, like what they kind of say where it's like, yeah, it feels like we're hanging out and like, I yeah. get to be a, I get to, it's, they're like, oh, it feels like when I used to be able to come by the shop and just hang out and we talk. But now it's like, I don't have to come to the shop. I can just listen to the podcast. And then it's like, like you're hanging all, out with us while you're at work. <laughs> exactly. And then there's the, the, uh, the flip side of that. It's just like people I've never met, I've never talked to, who, like you were saying, Ryan, before, where they're just like, they feel like we're friends because 
they've listened to you talk for 40 hours and it's, it's yeah it, that's super cool too you know yeah yeah i gotta yeah, it's out pretty it's pretty cool man yeah uh, that, when, th- those are both things that i didn't really expect when we started yeah for sure i think it's pretty cool man i, I definitely enjoy it and i like when i like when people say hey like i love your podcast you know i listen to it and they're like you know like dudes in like germany and like uk and like shit i don't know all sorts of places that i never really would have thought uh, yeah, sure apparently we're, well of course russia loves you Jura. <laughs> no I, I, I think it's only a couple people uh yeah I, my favorite thing <clears throat> is when people reach out to me and talk to me about gerard (laughs) 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 or like when i'm like at a place talking and i'll say something like oh yeah gerard and then they like the the character that has been created of gerard which is pretty close to who gerard is the character that has been created of gerard the character yeah it's like a character you know it's like how uh george casanza is based on larry Larry david David, yeah. (laughs) yeah And, but I like that people have like the same vocabulary and like sense of like when I say like oh Gerard blah 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 like the blit and they're like oh yeah and they like are fully like in the know of like how Gerard functions I love that that's my favorite <laughs> yeah I don't know it's been great it's been a good year I think this it was a funny experiment that turned into something fruitful and sure. I appreciate everyone that listened to it um so what's next what's the future um we have some interesting guests i think we're gonna probably try to have more guests uh at least probably every like you know second or third episode yeah. we had some guests this year it was pretty cool uh, mostly our friends which is pretty good yeah i felt yeah. like that i felt like that was great we, you know we got to like talk to, talk to our friends and you know maybe introduce yeah. people that we're we are super close with to like a broader range of people, but I feel like hopefully in the next year we can take a broader range of people and introduce them to our fan base, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I want to shoot shoot the shit with some strangers, you know, I want to get two beers deep and say some things that I can't, (laughs) (laughs) but I can edit out, but I can edit out that person will never. Yeah, I could be good. What are no, some no, uh, big big serial nine wins this year, you guys? Uh, I mean, we just released our steering wheel, and it sold out within three days. And thank you guys yeah. for helping helping do that. Yeah, that was um, awesome. We we still have a pretty sick shirt for sale, uh, which is now the only way that you could possibly win the last remaining steering wheel, which is number ninety nine signed. Yeah. Who got so steering wheel sixty nine? Uh, we don't I do know. Oh, okay. Kevin and through absolutely no favoritism, it was Mike Quinn. Oh, oh no shit. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I thought, yeah. didn't he want 8 6? Yeah, he, he, he really eight, wanted 8 6. He trade that for. He, he was more still like, he was like, dude, I think this one's going to be worth more. Like, I was like, I think you're right. Like, yeah. For sure. I'm like, you sure. know how many people Easy wanted 69? Like, every single person was like, oh, yeah. save me 69. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. nine would have been the one, like, uh, yeah, for sure. Right? That yeah, that was my thought. But anyway, was yeah. the case. I mean, I guess the internet of the world, of course, 69 is the one that people wanted. Well, I mean, yeah. that's why we gave like a flag away with every everyone nice. that ended in nine because you know, oh, like, 
Oh, that's cool. Not every ninth, because that would be like 9, 18, 27. Yeah. Every, yeah, like 9, 19, 29. <laughs> gets a free flag. That's cool, man. Yeah. And that that, that, really that, well. I feel like that's another one of those things. It's just like, well, like we didn't have to give away a flag. We didn't have to give away any shift knobs. We didn't have to give away a steering wheel. But it's yeah. just like, you know, like maybe not everyone can afford a six hundred dollar steering wheel, and like that makes sense. And you know, I mean, it was four hundred US, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, you live in Canada, and then there's some tax, and then yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then you got to pay for Christmas presents anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's i think it's good it's a great year for zero nine um i think we did really well um considering i mean covid year was crazy for us 2020 but 2021 we did still uh grow not quite as much as 2020 but we did grow from 20 like you know i feel like we grew 20. a lot internally we didn't grow a lot in sales perhaps Feels yeah. like you've laid like every ground. like er, everything internally functions and operates way better than it did oh, yeah. a year a year ago. Oh yeah, for sure. But the sales didn't didn't expand as exponentially as they had in the past. I mean, that yeah. doesn't really feel that that maybe was our fault, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a bad thing. We did. We obviously increased sales over twenty twenty, but like twenty twenty from twenty nineteen was just like ridiculous. Yeah, like absolutely ridiculous. So that's a COVID year. People couldn't travel. People I, couldn't... Exactly. It seems like yeah. a, an anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. You took you take away everything else from someone else from a car guy's life. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> just spend like, everything on yeah. cars. Yeah. Well, you mean I don't have to travel? I better buy all this shit. You guys released yeah. new parts this year, though, which is cool. You did the AK-49s. You've yeah. Got yeah. a lot of stuff in development. Seems like a pretty big year. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, um, a lot of development happened this year. Yeah, It was sure. cool to be around and see all of that happen. So good job, you guys. Yeah, uh, thanks. I'm really excited for 2022. Yeah, we have more universal products. We have some that have been in the works for a bit, and we've had some what we just started talking about. We got new chassis that we're going to be uh, unveiling parts for. We have, you know, the billet arms that we're going to be releasing in 2022. <coughs> um, there's lots of changes. We might be doing a custom order plan, which we've talked about for yeah. a while, which is, you know, something basically if you order enough stuff, you can kind of choose, choose certain options for those things, maybe color, maybe maybe etching. some sort of other custom laser etching but yeah yeah so basically like if you want an entire purple anodized parts car so you get like purple engine mounts purple diff bushing or purple yeah suffering bushing diff bushings purple ak-49s purple arms purple shift knob like you'd have like the whole nine and it'd be like a special order you know obviously there's a premium on that but like yeah it'd be pretty cool yeah um, man that'd be rad I'm pretty excited for just like other like more limited kind of merch yeah. type drops. I, I like that or merch or like you know parts. I think that stuff's really cool. Um, so we're trying to get more into like cooler t-shirts, maybe collaborate with some artists, collaborate with some other companies that are pretty dope and maybe have some expand that line a bit. I think it would be yeah, cool. we'd like to do some limited edition shift knobs. We'll probably do another steering wheel. Yeah, like def definitely not the same one, but <laughs> it'll be some mercy for peasants. A little bit of mercy. Yeah. Then the next one will be 
lots of mercy for mercy peasants. For peasants. And then the last one would be full mercy for peasants. Yeah, I want yeah. one that says some mercy for peasants. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that best <laughs> describes me as a person. Yeah, the the full mercy for peasants instead of the uh, saber tooth, it'll be like a hammer and a sickle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Or it could just be like a regular house cat, you know. <laughs> You know, uh, cat. No, that's slightly <laughs> overweight. No, nah, it needs to be like full communism. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, okay. Fine. See how, <laughs> how easily I just give up all the mercy. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> all right. Should we do a quick wrap up on this? And yeah. yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one, Kevin. All right, you guys. Uh, thanks again for listening to the podcast. Super stoked that it turned into a thing when we didn't think it would be a thing. Uh, so this will be the last one of the year, but we'll be back in January uh, with some new stuff. So uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much, everybody, for uh, you know coming along this ride with us and listening to us for, what is it, 2,300 hours? Yeah. Or minutes, sorry. <laughs> hours it's a long time bro that's a long time yeah all right kevin say something nice so we can end it all right hey thanks everybody for listening uh thanks for coming on this journey with us throughout this year it's been crazy and uh hopefully we can meet up with you guys in person next year maybe toss out an old kevin Bjaw! Bjaw! yeah perfect all right all right, all right. peace out Bye. merry christmas happy new year we're gonna go to the moon. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9. 